Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Wouldn't it be amazing if you could work fewer hours or maybe work the same amount of hours you're already doing and still just make more money? Ideally work fewer hours, but really have that kind of freedom that we see on the internet, probably what got you interested in being an entrepreneur, that laptop lifestyle or digital nomad or whatever you wanna call it. Uh, just being able to take control of your time and really live a fulfilling and life that you are actually in control of, you know, for the most part, when it comes to our time. Today's guest is Jordan Tate, and he's really big on helping people become time rich. And of course, we're going to make money, but he really focuses on having more time in our lives and helping uh, owners escape the grind by growing their business while working fewer hours, which I'm all about if you've been following this podcast for a while. So we got great synergy, definitely uh, same kind of mindset. I'm really excited about this conversation. How are you doing today, Jordan? Doing really well. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, dude. So tell me the story. What got you into this? What made you decide to you know, be an entrepreneur, but specifically get into a business where you were teaching things online and building it the way that you do? Yeah, I mean, there's there's two ways I could take that. The, the thing that got me into being an entrepreneur early on was an accident. I was 20 in university, got my first summer job doing painting houses, and I had a really bad boss. And after about a month of working for him, I just thought, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I could do better than this guy. <laughs> so I left, started my own painting business just without any plan. And really enjoyed the freedom that I had choosing my hours, working for who I wanted and charging whatever I felt was I was worth at the time. So I, I got in early and, and experienced the, the freedom. And then what got me into where I'm at now as a coach and, and running a new business is I had a career uh, as a corporate business coach in a franchise system, I was traveling all over North America. I was really enjoying the ride, but I had lost that freedom. And I knew that it was more important to me than a title or a specific amount of money. So I ended up leaving that job after a few years and creating the ideal lifestyle and business that I want, which is totally freedom to work anywhere I want, when I want, with who I want, take holidays, all that stuff that's really important. Yeah, so cool. And it's interesting because you, you, know, you were in construction, then you left to start this kind of business, and so was I, which was cool. Um, yeah, it's just... I kind of was in the same part, point in my life where I was like, this is as good as it gets. I remember asking one of the journeymen on my job site that I was working with, like, does it ever get better than this? And he just looked at me and laughed. He's like, no, dude, like, <laughs> this is what you get. You're going to do this for 40 years. And I'm like, oh man, this is rough. Um, and yeah, I just knew that I was, I was destined for more and then went into coaching. And then that led to a bunch of different changes and stuff. Um, when you started this coaching style business, what was your mindset going into it in terms of like how you were going to operate this business versus how you had, you know, done jobs or ran a business in the past? My business is called the intentional business and that's how I'm building it. It's, it's really about building a business that facilitates the lifestyle I want to live from day one. So never letting it work, never letting work go into my weekends or nights, never letting myself lose sight of the reason I started the business. And by starting with the end in mind and really building the business intentionally around that, I believe I have a way better shot at growing that freedom and enjoying the lifestyle that I want to live from day one. And, and the reason I, I am so dedicated to that is because I've seen hundreds of business owners over the years of coaching and training and consulting 
And I've seen so many who come in with a really clear vision. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to leave this bad job. I'm going to have more free time. I'm going to pay myself more. And then they start their business and it's hard and they start working harder and harder and harder. And then they find themselves working twice as hard as they were as an employee, maybe paying themselves less, never taking vacations. So the intentional business, the whole mindset around it is build a business that's financially rewarding and sustainable, but also you can live the lifestyle you want to live from day one. Yeah. I think it's really important. Intentionality is huge. When I, I did productivity coaching for the listener, if you haven't been following the show, like that's what I did. I was at life. I went from construction to life coaching to productivity coaching. And then that's where I found out about digital products and, you know, got better at that. And then I started helping people with that. And that's kind of where I got to where I am today. Uh, But it all came down to intentionality about how you operate in your day. Like for me, I love time blocking and I have my workout. So this is my last thing. Typically I end around two, it's two Oh nine right now, but I'm okay with this. You know, you got the, on the calendar, it was available. Um, but between two, three at the very latest, I'm done with my work day. And then I go into my next block, which is family and friends. And it's like just the visual representation of that helps me know I'm in family and friends time. So I want to be in family and friends time. And I do my best to just, you know, turn off from work. I still may like you know, read some stuff or things like that, but I'm not like working because in the hours where I am working, I'm being intentional that I'm in work hours. So I'm going to be focused. I'm going to be, you know, I could take breaks or whatever I want, but I get back to my work and I'm just in the mindset of work. You know, it's also where I'm productive is in those specific hours. I'm not as productive in the evening because I just know how I am. You know, I think that's important for you because some people are night owls and that's what they do, but that's what's helped me. We're very aligned. I I operate quite similarly. And and that's some of the work I help clients with. One of the challenges of being your own boss is you're the business and, you know, you could work on it every single minute of every single day. And there are those gurus online pushing the grind and the hustle to win. I'm totally against that. I I think that I've I've seen too many people burn out. I've seen too many, many people close successful businesses because they hated their lifestyle. And their family wasn't seeing them enough and their health was deteriorating. And so to me, success isn't just financial, it's quality of life. It's how much time you have to do the things that matter to you outside of work. But it's it's not an accident. It's intentional. It starts with boundaries. It starts with priorities. And like you hit on knowing yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear from you because you do, you're very intentional about like your days and this kind of stuff. I touched on what I like to do, which is time blocking. That's one aspect of things I like to do. We can dive into more, Uh, but I'd like to just hear from you. Like, how do you manage your time and focus throughout the day to live this quote unquote intentional lifestyle business? It, It all started for me when I left the corporate job where I felt totally out of control with my time. I was just showing up and doing whatever the company needed me to. And I was really craving that ownership of my schedule and the ability to choose when I got to work and when I finished. So when I left that and I had some space, I just took a blank calendar and I said, what's, what would an ideal work week look like for me? What would the best possible Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday look like? And what I realized was it started with no alarm. I hate waking up to an alarm. I find it jarring and it immediately it starts my day with urgency that I don't like. So I removed the alarm and I said, well, I won't start doing any meaningful work until eight or nine when I'm alert and awake and ready to go. 
Uh, and then I also said, I, I want to be done work by four because I love to exercise around four or 5 p.m., put my work behind me, get in my body, and then still have time to, yeah, see friends, spend time with family and, and read and do other things. So I put those two boundaries in place when I start and when I finish. And then started thinking about like, how long do I want for lunch? How many breaks do I want to take? All those things. And where it got really powerful was when I figured out the same thing as you, that we all have our own peak productivity in a day. And I learned that mine is 8 to 8.30 to 11. And that's when the most important work has to happen. So that's what my calendar looks like. It's that part of my day is blocked and protected. And then my afternoons, it's more free flowing. I'll do calls. I'll do less important stuff and happily end early if I've gotten the important stuff done first. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's really, I think that's something everyone should do is just kind of like map out their calendar. Even if you did it just on like one day of like, what would a dream day look like for me? Because I know some people, they work jobs and it's like, it's kind of hard for me to lean into that. What do you say to someone in that situation where they're like, that sounds cool where, you know, you map out your whole day and then you can commit to doing that. Like, you know, I can commit to doing my day where I wake up early, I work out and then I have my work hours from nine. I get to decide on what I want to do or if I want to end early or start early or whatever I want to do. Um, but what, what do you say to the people who are working in a job and they're like, that sounds nice to be able to do that, but like, I can't really, I don't have time to live into that day. I think it comes down to how you're performing in your job. If you're performing well, you totally have the opportunity to go to your boss or your manager or a leader and say, I know myself, I know I can produce, but for me to produce at my best, here's a couple things that I need, whether that's starting a little later, finishing a little earlier, getting a longer break in the middle of the day. I think there's so much more flexibility in work these days, since COVID especially, and Every person has that opportunity to voice what's important to them, speak to their manager. If you've got a person who's more of a micromanager or less trusting, it could be difficult, definitely. But in that case, then you might want to look somewhere else and find that freedom. Right. What about the person who's in a job and then they have this ambition of, I want to start building my business and they're like, I want to build my business doing, you know, like what you do. I, I want to start at, you know, 9 a.m. working on my business or 8 a.m. to 11. That's like my focused hours. But I have this job where like I physically can't do that because that's the time where I have to be in my work, you know, and it's like a full schedule. But they're trying to build this thing on the side. How would you recommend that? That is a time when there is a bit of a need to push and to grind a bit more. And I and it often comes down to creating space after work to work on your business or before work depending on what your energy flows like in a day. If you're really committed to creating that freedom to leave, uh, for me, it's about having enough savings that you've got some comfort in, what if I don't have income for a few months? Uh, but then second, if you wanna start to build whatever it is, a website, a course, uh, start to get training, you can do that after work. You just gotta replace the two hours of Netflix and the two hours of scrolling with some of the more intentional building stuff. Yeah. Or wake up a little bit earlier. That's where it kind of comes down to like, are you more of a night owl or are you more of a uh, early riser? I'm more of an early riser personally. Um, for me, I, I used to be in construction and I would wake up at three 30 every day for well six days a week, you know, usually cause overtime got to get that overtime. And, uh, I would wake up at three 30 AM commute to work and I would do hard physical labor gone all day in the city, San Francisco. 
and I would get home at about 4 p.m. with traffic and commuting and all that stuff. So it was like my entire day. And by the time I got home, I was pooped. And I didn't have time to go to the gym early in the morning, but I'm like, I wanna exercise too. So then I go to the gym at like 4.30 and maybe take a quick power nap right before I go to the gym. And it was just so much for me and the expectation of doing overtime, because if you didn't do the overtime, then when work got slow, which it does, you would be one of the people who's like, oh, he's not like a real one, you know? And it was it was kind of toxic thinking about that when, when I say it out loud. And that's where I had the decision personally, which took a lot of courage and mustering up, where I got like my certification for coaching because I felt like that's what I had to do. You don't need to do that, but if it helps you, you know, feel better and more confident, get build up skills, like I think it's really good. I learned a lot about coaching and how to coach people. Um, but I took a leave of absence and I, co- I convinced them to let me, do a year leave of absence. Uh, cause normally you can only get six months tops. And I wish I knew what I know now back then, because I was like, I'm just going to go in, just wing it. They ended up calling me after the year and were like, you coming back. And I said, no, I was like, no, I'm just going to figure it out. I'll work, you know, jobs on the side or whatever it takes to, you know, to push through and I'm going to do this because I liked having the time. So that was a little experiment that I did with my life. And that's what gave me a lot more time and energy is to think about stuff. But it was scary because, you know, I did, I did, you know, if I could rewind, I would have done so many things differently, but I would have uh, saved a lot more. Like you said, you know, like if you're working a job, like I think the smart way would be to build up a nice cush savings for, you know, a couple months at least, and then take some time off. Cause you can take leave, leave of absence from work and it takes some planning and, you know, negotiating maybe, but, uh, that's what I did. And it happened to work for me. Yeah. I mean, you hit on it. It's when you're putting all your energy and the best part of your day into someone else's business, ultimately it's a bit of a trap and it doesn't leave a lot for you at the end of the day. So that realization is what led me to quit my corporate job as well. And it, it is, it's scary. And you can think of a million reasons why it's easier to stay. But the thing that helped me break that fear and overcome was realizing what if I put the same amount of effort and energy that I'm putting into my job every week into myself and my own priorities. And I was like, I think I could achieve a lot more if I was working on my own stuff instead of their stuff. And it's been true in my life within six to eight months of quitting my job, I doubled my income. I was working half as much. I was totally free and I've never looked back. Uh, so I, I recognize that feeling though of being an employee. I probably stayed a year longer than I would have liked just because of that, the blockers around. You're so tired. How do you even stop to think about doing anything more? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's diff. This is like the hard decisions that really shape your entire life is doing that kind of stuff that we're talking about. But I think that, you know, some people like you, it can happen a lot faster for me. Um, I, you know, I had that whole year and I, I made it, I helped like a couple people, but I was like, I'm in it to win it. You know, I didn't, I did not double my income. It took me a lot longer to, to make as much like I was doing six figures, you know, in my construction stuff and, um, finding out a good, you know, system that worked for me and trying a lot of different marketing tactics. I had zero experience when it came to marketing or anything. I was just like high school to, you know, construction, working on my hands. It was, I didn't get taught any of that kind of stuff. And I had to really learn it like from the ground up and invest in a lot of mentors and it didn't really work out. Um, but what, when you were growing your business to, you know, double your income and work fewer hours in six to eight months, what were the intentional steps that you were taking each day 
to make the most of that, you know, short time you were giving yourself to work, but also to be able to, you know, grow your income in such a way? So it, it came down to, I did a little bit of math on a napkin. How much do I want to make to live the life I want to live? How many hours do I want to work in a week to also enjoy my lifestyle? And then I just divided that and got to like an hourly rate that felt right for me. It was way more than I was getting paid as an employee, but it was like, well, that's the hourly rate I need to charge to be able to grow the business, earn the income and live the life I want to live. And so it, it kind of took out the emotions because it was just like, this is a fact. Um, and then I'm, I'm similar to you. I struggle with marketing. It was really hard for me to learn that part of it. I'm much more operationally focused. Um, so leaning on the network, you know, that's always been the number one way to find people. And LinkedIn has been my go-to for building a network and really like connecting with anybody and seeing what other people are talking about and learning. I find it's the right platform for the business owners I'm looking to work with, but just those were a couple of things that helped me go. Um, and then building recurring clients. So working with people who you're not just going to work with for a week or two, but some of my clients I've worked with every week for three, four years now. Mm, interesting. And when you run your business, you said that, you know, you did your hourly or like, that's why I need to charge for the hour. Did you go the route of paying like per session or did you go the route of creating packages that, you know, replicated that hourly wage? What I've learned is when you just go by the session, it's really easy for people to come and go. It's very transactional and they get less results because there's lower commitment. So very quickly, I shifted towards monthly packages, quarterly packages, because if you really want to grow and change and, and make a difference in your life through coaching, it does take time to dig deep enough to take action and to start to free yourself from you know the mental blocks and the things that hold you back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, based on your career in, you know, growing your business in this, you know, I just, just starting and then growing your business and like learning about marketing and creating packages and uh, pricing and mar yeah, all this kind of stuff. What's something that you wish someone told you early on? That's a very good one. I, I wish they had told me to make the, the product I'm selling, which is coaching more outcome-based. At, at the beginning, I was just selling coaching. I'm a coach. I coach people thinking that everyone understood what that was and what value there was in that. And coaching has been transformational in my life, but there's also a lot of people who have never had a coach who are very skeptical of it and, and have a right to be because of the way it's marketed online. So I, I hit a lot of walls trying to coach people or trying to sell coaching when People don't actually want coaching. They want a specific result. They want to work less hours. They want to grow their income. They want to change something. And that's what a coach actually sells is the, the outcome and the transformation. So it took me a long time to learn that. And I probably wasted a lot of effort on marketing myself ineffectively because of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Like that's something I wish I did early on is one. I mean, I think that, you know, for me, I, I, bounced around with different niches and 
I think I knew what I wanted to teach, which is the stuff that I do now of like taking the stuff that you're passionate about and turning that into a business. But like I hadn't built anything worthwhile to back that up inside my mind. So my imposter syndrome was coming up of like, what have you done, bro? You know? And, um, that's where it was, t- it was learning a lot about marketing and getting results myself, working with different people. And then I found out about courses and then people were asking me about it and I started helping them and then they were getting results. And I'm like, okay, I can like, this is like the thing I can do it, you know? And it just felt so right. Um, so I think it's important to, to experiment and to kind of try different things, but you like, yeah, you have to learn <laughs> some way, but it really just comes from doing it. Yeah. What's been the most effective for you? Uh, for like marketing is, well, I've, so over the years I've invested a lot of different into a lot of different coaches and tried a ton of different things. And there's so many ways that you can build a business and like teaching stuff online. There's blogging, there's running ads, there's YouTube, there's podcasting, there's social media, there's Facebook groups. Like there's so many different ways you see people who've just achieved this great success. I tried most of them. And for me, a lot of them just didn't feel right, didn't really work. And a mentor of mine named Greg Faxon told me that the best marketing is the one that you are gonna stick with because that's the best way. And really like marketing comes down to just connecting with people, inspiring them, and then inviting them to take a next step. And that's become my mantra is connect, inspire, invite. And that's just kind of something that I've developed. But the cool thing about it is that that's like the formula. That's the strategy, connect, inspire, invite. How you decide to do that is totally up to you. You can speak on stages, connect with people by presenting, you know, hey, what's up? You're gonna listen to my talk. We just got connected. Now you know who I am. And then inspiring them with some awesome content, you know, getting them thinking different, you know, crushing some objections, teaching them about there's different ways to look at work, you know, or whatever it is that you teach. And then from there, when they're inspired, like, whoa, this person's really cool. They're asking you questions, which is a great sign that they're inspired. Then you invite them to, hey, if you want to, we can book another call where we can sit down and I'll coach you, you know, for free, which is your strategy session. And then you give them more value. You inspire them even more. And then you invite them to the next step of want to take this further. You know, it's like, it's like dating almost. So that's, that's, what's really helped me. Yeah. You nailed it. I, it took me a long time to learn that same lesson. I tried every like hot topic I was seeing on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook. Someone's like, Oh, it's webinars or it's groups. or it's mm-hmm. YouTube. Oh, it's this. So I would chase it, put a bunch of effort into it for a few weeks, try it once. And then if it didn't immediately work, I would say, no, this doesn't work. And then pivot. And I, mm. I spun my tires for a long time. I wrote a book that I, I spent a lot of time on and like maybe 30 people read it. I just, I like tried all the things and it took me I, honestly up until this year to recognize the thing that I'm willing to do every day is write like informative posts on LinkedIn, do short form video, do podcasts. I could do that day in, day out, whether I was getting paid or not. And that's the strategy I'm sticking with. And it's working way better because of showing up and doing it every day. And right. I'm less attached to the the results. Like it, it doesn't have to land right away. It just takes time. That's what you see when you look at whoever's successful and whatever marketing strategy you're seeing. They've just been doing it for way longer than you are. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing is if you keep jumping between strategies, you're just, you're never sticking with it long enough to see success. So you have to just pick a business model that sounds good to you at first and then try it and be like, this is something I can do. And then 
go from there. But like, I, that's where you know, connect, inspire, invite comes into, into play. And a lot of people do this where they connect with people and then inspire them. And this is like coaching for free. And they're like, wow, that was so cool. Thank you. Like, yeah, have a great day. And they never invite them to take that next step, which is, and then they're like, how come I'm not making money? I'm like this really good coach and stuff. And there's mental blocks with money or asking for money, or I don't have a coaching package. It's like, just make something up, you know, just, just make sure it's adding value, you know, addressing the outcome that they want. And then there's other people who just connect and then invite and they skip the whole inspire part. And that's like the cold DMers who just, you know, are emotionless. And you're like, I don't even know who you are. It's like running up and be like, Hey, you want to go on a date with me? It's like, maybe that'll work. But like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know, if what's the quality of people. So yeah, the yeah. biggest things for me have been podcasting and just building connections and that sort of stuff through the podcast. And then YouTube as well has been huge. And the beautiful thing about YouTube is like, I connect, inspire, invite through YouTube where, you know, people find a video of mine. Now we're connected and then I inspire them with my content. And then they decide to, uh, I invite them in every video. I offer a lead magnet, which gets them onto my email list and it's value driven for them, gets them closer to the things that I offer and helps them <clears throat> solve their problems. And then they're on my email list. And then from there, you know, their sequences that eventually lead to a program where that invites them to the next piece. Um, so I make sales through that. And then Kajabi affiliates is another one. Cause when I work with people on these systems, they get to a point where it's like, what tools should I use? And I'm like, there's a ton of tools you can use. I recommend Kajabi. It's the one that I use, keeps things simple, really easy. And I know how to use it so I can show you. Um, and I started making YouTube videos about that. And now it's just continuously growing. And I have like, you know, extra passive income coming in through that thing. And then there's my private coaching. So those are like the three prongs of my business that I've just developed over the years. And that's what I stick with. I don't really do a lot of social media. Yeah. What was your like order of operations? Cause what I'm so curious about when I see people who have that full funnel system and everything built is what was your first pillar? Coaching for sure. Coaching, yeah. I think that that's the best one to do, especially if you're like new, cause then you're, you get a fi like fine tune your message and decide who you like to work with. And it comes from actually doing the work, like the work teaches you how to do it. So I think that starting with coaching is really great. If you just start building out products, oftentimes people build them in a vacuum and they don't really know who they're helping or what outcome they really want. And then they're like, how come it's not selling? You know? So I think it's really, oh, well, the other thing too, is that, you know, free content on YouTube, we'll say, or podcast, it could be super valuable, but it's more like buckshot. It's just kind of spread. And it's like, I'm gonna talk about this. And then I'm gonna talk about this and see like, what's the, the like the goal for the creator is I want to get views. I want to get attention. And I still want to add value. Of course, that should always be it. Um, but when someone takes your course, they're following a step-by-step -step system to get an outcome. And the clearer you are in that system and the steps necessary, which are like the lessons or your mini transformations to get to the big transformation, which is the big outcome that they want, you have to have worked with people, I feel, to really understand that. I mean, theoretically, you could do a bunch of customer research and just build a course, but I think it's better to work with people to find your own flow or way of teaching something and then package that so you have like a system, you know, because coaching is more ebb and flow, as you know. I can, if I'm like, you know, I'm struggling with this, uh, Jordan, then you can say, oh, well you can do this or like ask me questions. And then that pulls out different answers with a course. It's like, you gotta be pretty certain about the system or the process. There's so much nuance in what people are experiencing. And I've, I've had the same, uh, experience where I, I just got lost in building stuff that I thought people wanted. And then you put it out there and it's just crickets and 
now similar as I'm building my my current coaching business, it's it's really based on I just want to talk to people as often as I can and really understand like the words they use, where they get hung up. Because information is one thing, but it's it's often not a lack of information. It's often a lack of inspiration, motivation, the ability to overcome those fears and things. So yeah, I think like it's I love building stuff too, but I've, I'm now trying to build it with that really specific person in mind. Yeah. And the great advice I've heard there was just build for yourself five years ago. Yeah. Like me, when I was an employee, you, when you were a construction worker, like what was that person craving that would have helped get them on the path sooner, would have given them the tools that it took you and I four or five years to learn the hard way, making all the mistakes. And now we're, we've got it dialed and we can put it in a package and give it to somebody. Heck yeah. And that's the beauty of it. And I think too, like I was talking with someone else on my podcast about this. I think I've talked to a couple people about it, but it's just interesting. Cause you know, when you, it was like a financial coach and she, I asked her like, what's something that still surprises you about doing your coaching? And she said that it's interesting cause she does financial coaching of like very systems, you know, spreadsheets, that sort of stuff. And she said, what surprises her is how often it goes back to the mindset piece and like having to coach people through these mental barriers that they have related to their finances. Cause it's like, I'm giving you the whole thing, but you're not doing it, you know? And it's like, you can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. So what do you do? You make them thirsty. And that's where coaching comes into play is making them thirsty of like the result that they really want. It's like, this is how you get it. You know, and when they're inspired in that way, that comes from being like a good coach and then they end up doing it. So I think that it's really good to be coaching people in the beginning. And then you could think about building different products and stuff like that because you learn how to coach people better and just like use your language in a better way, a more efficient way. Yeah. I've seen people, um, you know, they, they know what they need to do, but they don't, they don't know why they're not doing it. And that's when they really, that's when the best clients come to me, when they know I've tried this, I've been working on this for a few months. I know theoretically what I'm supposed to do, but I just find myself procrastinating, find myself pulling back right when I'm supposed to push. And that's where it, it took me a few years to learn that too. I was always like, here's your problem, here's your solution, go, go get it done. And then surprise when it didn't happen. Now I'm much more focused on the person and, you know, what, how is this making you feel when you think about doing the action that you're supposed to do? Oh, it's making you feel afraid. Okay, let's solve that. And then the action feels easy yeah. because the world right now, you can get literally all the information you need to become a billionaire for free online. Mm -hmm. But the difference is, are you going to go take the action on it? Yeah. Yeah. Some people buy courses and they're like, I didn't do anything of it. And it's like, if I buy a course, I open up a folder in my Google drive and I make a folder for the course and like take notes or I put like the resources that I get from the course into it. And if I got value, you know, I keep the course obviously. And um, yeah, that's like how I really soak up as much as I can from a course. Cause if I'm gonna pay for something, like I'm gonna use it. And like today I, I recently purchased like this email pack with like different templates and their stories and things. And it helps you just with better email marketing and uh, just being better at writing emails. And uh, I had some calls move around and things that happened today and I had more free time and it was kind of like, oh man, I have like, you know, a whole day ahead of me basically because people had to like move calls around. And then, uh, yeah, I just was practicing writing those emails and it feels kind of mundane, but it's like, I know that this is something that's going to be huge 
like down the road to get better at writing these emails because that's the business model that I've learned. It's very like copy based. We have to write sales pages, uh, email marketing and that sort of stuff. So yeah, really got to soak it up. Uh, I want to ask you, Jordan, <clears throat> based on everything we're kind of saying, what advice would you give to someone who's thinking about getting started uh, in entrepreneurship and building this type of business? I would say build the business around the lifestyle that you want to have from day one. So if you are driven by the desire for more freedom or a specific income or specific work style, create the structure for that to happen from day one. Don't just grind and push and hope that you can recreate it later. I, I think the biggest problem I see with a lot of entrepreneurs, especially early on, is you give up your freedom, you give up your life in exchange for more money, and then you hope that you're going to be able to buy that stuff back later. And it's really hard to do, and it's not a very fun journey. So think about it really clearly from day one. Like, what's what does my ideal work week look like? How much do I want to get paid? If I want to get paid that much, how many clients do I need to have? Is Am I going to be able to manage that many clients? There's so many things that you can do before you even make that leap. And once you get that model in place, the confidence to go and build it is, is much stronger. Yeah, that's great advice. I remember I was doing that. I was working a bunch and I had a mentor who taught me the same thing of like, set your work hours now. Like he was doing that early on his journey too. Never worked more than 30 hours in a week. It's Graham Cochran. And uh, he tells a story plenty of times. And I was like, all right, challenge accepted. That's where I started like time blocking. And it was difficult because I was so used to just like, I'm just gonna keep on working and keep working until like, I'm so tired that I can't work anymore. And it's like, where's the time to go hang out and build friendships and you know, hang out with family or whatever it is. And, um, that's where I really set my work hours of like 2 PM I'm done, uh, or a little bit later, like today, but, um, having the, the, the time blocking is just so helpful for me, just the visual representation. Like I mentioned earlier, it's like, okay, I'm going to stop working. And it kind of challenges you too. like weekends. I would work on weekends and it's like, I have rest and hobbies is like my whole entire weekend. It's this gray block. And, um, I'm just chilling on weekends or I think what else can I do? Like if I think if I'm in that time block and I think, Ooh, I, I could go work on this thing. It's like, well, what else could I do? You know, what else could I do with this time? And that's something that has really helped me and be like, Oh, I could, I could call up my friend, you know, and see like, Hey, how you doing? Well, you want to go do something or take my girlfriend out on a date or something else. It's like, okay, I start to look at the alternatives and then I can decide where, where I want to go with it. So that's great advice, man. It, it takes discipline, definitely. And yeah. what I often say to business owners is your business will consume as many hours as you give it. There's literally, you never hit the end where you're like done everything. So if you operate that way, where you just need to keep working, 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 getting through that to-do list, you will work yourself to burn out and to hating your job and your life. But if you set a boundary and you set some healthy rules for the way you want to work, and you create a sustainable way to work, that's the key, where you can show up and do this day in, day out for 5, 10, 15 years. That's what it's going to take to really build something impressive. Um, and if you put the habits in place from day one, so much easier to follow them later versus trying to pull them back. I've, I've got a client right now who basically doesn't ever stop working. Like they wake up, they start working, they're on their phone, they're on their email till 10, they go to bed. They work weekends. They don't take holidays. 
and we're we're just trying to cut that back and we're getting them back into a more reasonable rhythm but they have so much built into their their need for productivity their need for output like no one else can do this stuff that that's a lot of hard work to to pull that back yeah it's not sustainable and the th- no. what i think is cool too is that if you decide i'm going to work 20 hours a week and figure out how to build this business when you get it to six fix six figures you know or whatever your income was then it's like, okay, I used to have to work 40 hours a week, but now I know how to build a business in only 20. And that's just cool. So you can start from the get go and be like, I'm going to figure out how to build this thing in X amount of hours, because then when you're doing it or you're working a job on the side or whatever, it's like, I can do this full time now. And I know I can do it in this limited amount of time, which I think is really cool. Instead of being like, yeah, I built a six figure business, but I'm working 80 hours a week or multi six figures or whatever. It's like, I'd rather have like healthy multi or like a couple six figures and be able to work 10 hours a week in a business than be a millionaire or multimillionaire and be working 80 hours a week, any day of the week, like no worries. So. Yeah. I'm with you. I, it takes, it takes good prioritization about what's important in your life. That's usually where I start with people when they're feeling that I'm working too hard. I don't know what's going on. And it's, well, why are you working? Why did you start this business? What would a good week look like? How much time do you want to spend with your family, on your health, your hobbies, whatever? And you have to become so clear on those and value them more than just the ability to make another dollar. Yeah, Because that's the trap people fall in. And I understand it. It's early on, you got to get your business off the ground. But at a certain point, an extra $100 in the bank account is worth significantly less than having a healthy and fulfilling life. Totally. Yeah. Beautiful, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate the time and hanging out here. Time flew by. Honestly, I was really into the conversation. Um, but where can people get connected with you? Learn more about what you're doing in the world. Yeah. Th- and thanks again for having me. I love this conversation. One of my favorite topics and we're, we're totally on the same page here. Um, there's two places. One is my website, www.theintentionalbusiness.ca. I'm based in Canada, but I serve clients all over North America. And then LinkedIn is where I'm most active. So Jordan Tate on LinkedIn, uh, you'll you'll see me as a business coach there. And I post two, three, four times a week, things I'm learning, things I'm working on, things my clients are working on, just always trying to exactly what you're talking about, deliver value, inspire people, show people that you can have a really great business and a really fulfilling life. You don't have to sacrifice one for the other. Beautiful. Definitely check out Jordan Tate on LinkedIn or we'll put links down in the description for you to get connected with Jordan. For the listener, I know we talked about a lot, got lost in the saucer. I looked down, I was like, wow, we're already at like 30 minutes. It's <laughs> wild, but a uh, great conversation. I love talking about this stuff as well, because I think that this is, you know, the, I, to me anyway, it's, it's the way to do business because I think that the majority of people in this world are kind of over the hustle and grind mentality. And there's a lot of people like us sitting here right now who just want to have more freedom and time in our lives. And like in the pursuit of this, I was able to take two weeks off in Sweden, didn't take my work with me. And I still made $8,000 and was like, whoa, like whole game changer. You know, it's like, I'm never going to vacation the same way ever again. Like I used to always take my work with me and now I don't have to. And I make a point not to, I'll set myself up ahead of time with automations or whatever it takes. And just the intentionality that like Jordan's talking about here. So if you want to grow your business, 
live a more balanced lifestyle and work fewer hours, definitely check out Jordan's work. Again, links in the description. Uh, but ultimately, you got to do something. So take what you learned here. Get out there, make something happen. We'll see you in the next one.